region there were shepherds out in the fields keeping watch over their flock by night then an angel of God stood before them and the glory of the one shone around them and they were terrified 
The angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. For you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Christ, the Messiah. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among all with whom God is pleased. When the angels had left them and gone to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which God has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known the saying which had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it were amazed by what, at what the shepherds saw, told, <laughs> told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Crushing Lord, whose forms are bending. 
In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word was in the beginning with God, all things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of all. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God, whose name was John. John came for testimony, to bear witness to the light, that all might believe through him. John was not the light, but came to bear witness to the light. The true light that enlightens everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own home, and his people received him not. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of humanity, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, full of grace and truth. We have beheld his glory, glory of God's holy Son.
In the year Madonna danced from her throne and Whitney's star illumined the heavens with a holy crescendo singing, I will always love you. The most beautiful being was born. She was as fierce as she was mild, as elegant as she was wild, as belly soft as she was grand plie, legs precise, steadily entrancing the beguiled. Telling a birth story is telling a love story to one you adore. If, as a child, and even now, I were to tell my cat of the night she was born, this is how it would begin. With the names not of Herod or Augustus, but of reigning queens. Her birth story would be as reverential as I could imagine, as if of the gods. And why not? Resting in my arms, she taught me what it is to love. She held watch in times of peace and disquiet. She captivated my wonder, and in her purring, she brought me home. More than one-dimensional, more than two, she was the rage of the storm, the soothing blanket of rain. She was the chick taken from her nest, the squirrel taking back her nuts from the crow, the eagle scooping up the snake, talons with no regrets. Though she had more names than most, she was forever worthy of more. She created space for that which could not be born in words. She could be an ordering force. And sometimes she unlocked towers of self-imposed heights with the flick of her tail and a water glass toppled over. Still, on that holy night when she was born, her mother beheld the light that enlivens us all, and the soul felt its worth. Tonight, in song and story, we tell of the birth of a child of light, the one we call Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Prince of peace. There was a time in early Roman religion when to worship one's gods meant to be in one's place of birth. If you were to participate in the religious festivals of Rome, you had to be in the city. Your identity as a Roman, to begin with, was tied to living in and worshiping the gods of that place. Not long before the rise of Augustus, that began to change. Knowing about the religious calendar of a place, 
whether in Rome or otherwise, meant the ability to participate. You didn't have to travel to Rome to worship Jupiter. You could participate by knowing a given festival was taking place, which in turn would enable you to imagine being part of a larger community. We are often given a picture of ancient Rome that portrays the use of religion and especially the worship of Augustus as a god as a manipulative tool to gain loyalty across the empire. The image I have carried within me of him is of a self-aggrandizing buffoon, dressing up in excessive layers of fabric and a crown made to imitate rays of light emanating from his head. Rightly or wrongly, Augustus becomes a foil for the true king, the true bringer of peace, the true son of God. Scholars more loving toward Rome than I would have us consider that things were not as simple as we would have them be. They are more than one-dimensional, more than two. While the peace of Rome may not have been the peace that fills our dreams, the people of Rome worshipped Augustus not because they were scared or fooled, but because it enabled them to be actors in their own lives. It enabled them to participate through prayers and offerings in bringing about a brighter future. It bound them not only to Augustus, but to one another as a community living dispersed across the land. The birth story we have come to know as belonging to Jesus is not so unlike that of Augustus and many others beside. Resisting for a moment the tradition of having Jesus' story put Augustus in his place, I do not believe Jesus or Augustus narrated their own stories. Perhaps they only heard of them through the prayers of those still living long after they walked the earth. More likely than not, they were told with the reverence of those who loved them by way of honoring them and of what they beheld. Their stories have become part of our liturgy. They have shaped our understanding of God. They have become part of our memory, part of who we are. On this night, when traveling home or being anywhere altogether in one place is not without challenge, we are given a story of a family who takes us home with them, from Nazareth to Bethlehem, the place where we have gathered since our birth. And with all the descendants of the beloved shepherd, David, We keep watch in peace and disquiet.
captivated by the wonder of our own flickering light, the light that enlivens us all. So go gently, flicker fiercely. Merry Christmas. Amen. Christmas to you, to those you love, and to those you struggle to love. And may the grace of God, the peace of Christ, and the power of the Spirit be with those who work or watch or weep this day. May God tend the sick, give rest to the weary, bless the dying, soothe the suffering, and shield the joyous. Amen. So...